Yo, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Entrepreneur Underdog, which hopefully is going to end up being its own thing later because I got my boys here, yes, my sir. mentors. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, we got pastor, speaker, coach, someone who has really not just molded my mindset but has really helped me and just done so much for me and my mindset in my life. I got my brother Cam here. Yes, yes, you know, sir. they say you end up being as good or as wealthy as the five people you spend mm-hmm. the most time with. And these are the two people I hung out with the most growing up, especially yep. in my years when my brain was really molding. Mm-hmm. When, you know, we were, you know, doing what we consider, you know, ain't really quite what you should be doing. You know, <laughs> Come on, partying. Don't, don't tell too much. Don't tell too much. Man. Come on, partying, <laughs> all of that stuff. <clears throat> but, um... What's up, guys, man? Yeah, what's the deal? Man, Jay, what's the deal, baby? Man, it's crazy, like, coming back at this moment and sitting there. Every time we come together, mm. it's like this moment where it just turns into this reminiscence session where we're thinking back, like, man, ain't no way we still alive, <laughs> number one, yeah, after right. half of the stuff right, right. that we did, man. But I think I, I love when we come together because it is a reminder of mm. what growth looks yeah. like. It's a reminder, and I think we were talking about that earlier today that was that the thing that really bonded all of us, mm-hmm. no matter where we were at, was, was adversity. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like going yeah. through different things in your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just amazing to be where we are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got a family. You guys are doing what you're doing. And so come you on. just see that full circle come around, bro, and it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking about that on the on the way over here, you know, because there was a point of our lives where, like, we were together every single day, yeah. right? And then... Due to what we're involved in now, uh, due to what we all have going on, whether it's running businesses, our nine to fives, our own families, um, obviously we can't get together like we once did, right? But the bond never changed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just thinking about that driving over, like, man, how blessed am I to have like these brothers where I got got it out the mud with, right? Like <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, bro. You know, into come back together now and like have these conversations about life and like what glued us together and what got us through it. Right. So <clears throat> fortunate, man, to say, to say the least. And, um, and first of all, let me thank you guys, man, for showing up and for, for meeting, you know, like I said, we're all in separate areas now, but uh, we found some time to make it happen. And uh, Jay and I was talking about this. Just to give a little background, right. A little pretext on how this came about. So, you know, like you said, our mentors, right? I called Jeff one day. I was stressed out at work, and Jeff was, like, pouring into me, right? Bro went pastor mode on me, man. He was, like, bigging me up. He was, like, kicking the knowledge. Yes, and what's crazy was that I was, you know, I work in the airport, so I had him on speakerphone. I'm in the terminal, and I'm stressed, bro. I'm, like, sitting in the chair, right? And I have the phone like this. And without even realizing, it's, like, this young brother sitting behind me. Mm-hmm. So Jeff's just pouring into me, pouring into me. I'm, like, all right, bet. Let me go get at it, right? So I hung the phone up. And uh, this dude, like, taps me on my back shoulder. He's like, hey, bro. And I remember, like, looking back, I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, do y'all record any of that? <laughs> He's like, where can I get some of that? <laughs> so I'm like, man, I got you. So I got bro's Instagram. Bro, I'm going to tag you when we post this, man. <laughs> I got you on this. So let's get to it, man. What you got for us, Dips? Let's do it. Um, the, uh, yesterday, I was talking to my boy, Dre, who I do the SBYR show with. And I was telling him how I never connected with Elon Musk until recently. He did, like, a TED Talk. And the reason why I connected with him is because he told his story of struggle. Mm-hmm. And then it hit me like that is what makes life so happy, so great and joyful 
is not not having struggle, but having the struggle mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. to the point of maybe death, mm. but then coming through on the other end. And then when you come through on the other end, we reminisce like we do and we talk about those times where we struggled, those times where we didn't know we were going to make it through. That's what makes life great because you, you knew that you were tested and yeah. you got through mm. the test. The so journey. Jeff, yeah. or both of you, I want to ask y'all, mm-hmm. and then I'll go last, what was like the hardest struggling time in your life? Mm-hmm. Paint the picture of, of the everyday uh, mundane of what was going on in your life in those times, and then how'd you get Mm. Go ahead, Jeff. Jesus, I want, I want, I want to hear that, this. Hey, too. for that sake of time, man, just just the crunch of it, bro. You you I, you know it's crazy, dude. I I um for me, it was me being football player doing that, and because I lost my identity and I lost who I was, I was looking for validation and affirmation from anyone and everyone. Mm. And you know, it's just amazing how the street come call the, the streets come calling to you yeah. when you don't know who you are. And in that process, man, it was me. In the process of me going. And going to college ball was me hanging out and getting arrested for six armed robberies and attempted murder and being mm. that getaway driver for that vehicle. And the people who were in the car with me going to just completely turning on me mm-hmm. in that moment. And it was me fighting for my life. And it was a moment where you're watching all these people tell you who you are. Mm. And you're like, yo, this isn't who I am. But they're like, yo, this is the fruit that you're seeing it. And so people don't know you by your intentions. They know you by your fruit. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment that I saw. I remember I got on my jail. I was in the jail cell. And every prison movie that your boy thought about <laughs> came out like your every prison movie, man, whether, whether it was state property, whether it was, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. And, 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 and I remember that. I remember getting on my knees and like, God, I'm done. Like, whatever it is you have for me, you know. I, I need you to show me that you're real and I'm going to follow it. And so my process took me to where, man, they were like, yo, listen, the race riots happened in 05. I got scars on my neck from the race riots that happened. And and I'm in the, you know, in the, in the gangbang module. I'm in county. I'm going through Twin Towers. I'm in Supermax. I'm going through all of that. And it was gladiator school. And in that moment, man, God just started showing me his grace. I started reading and empowering myself. But I, and even though that was hard and going to prison in Chino State Prison, throwing me in solitary confinement for three months while I'm in pitch black, and the only thing I had was my mind strength. And, and in that moment, it was just me connecting with God and really just realizing, man, if, you know, that God could actually change my life around. And I didn't know that they would end up commuting my 16-to-life sentence to a 90-day observation and change my number to a Z number and let me out. And so the mm. hardest moment for me was when I attempted suicide because I felt like I'm trying to do everything I can but it seems like it's not working, so death would be a relief compared to where I, mm. I was at, bro. And so I, it shifted. I want to get into right. the meat of that real quick because I've always, you know, we've talked about it. But how? And there's the famous story of of the your lawyer coming in saying, yo, I got you a deal. <laughs> yeah, dude, he came to me and was like, yo, first offense, college scouts and, and coaches are writing letters on my behalf. Yeah. He's like, yo, man, Jeff, I got a great deal for you. And I was like, what's that? He was like, they're giving you 16 years to life. <laughs> and I looked at my man's like, like, wait, what? He goes, yeah, I said, I'll take it. 
He goes, what? I said, yeah, you do half and I'm going to do half. Right? I was like, <laughs> right. ain't no way. Like, you you know, ain't no way. And so he was like, I, I was like, nah, God's going to have to get me through. And he was just like, yo, I believe in God and everything, but he can't change your situation. Yeah. And it was that moment that I realized, like, I can't build my life off of somebody else's faith. I have to have my own. And so going back to the whole thing of just bottom line is what got me through was I just really believed this, man. I was coaching a whole bunch of CEOs. I do it. I call it the King's Club, right? And so every other week I'm doing a, a coaching and a, like a Bible study. And I told him today I was talking about obstacles. And I said adversity, uh, opportunity always comes in the suit of adversity. Mm-hmm. Like it always comes wearing the suit of adversity. Mm-hmm. I said, but your pain isn't a barricade. It's a bridge to your success. Mm-hmm. So your pain isn't a barricade to your success. It's a bridge to your success. And I think it just comes down to this, bro, is that the painful moments in my life pulled something out of me mm. that I didn't know was in me that I needed for the next season of my life. Come on, man. Talk to him. And so sometimes, on, bro. Right? like, that's real stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and sometimes we get so mad, but your pain isn't the barricade from your success. It's the bridge to your success. Mm-hmm. And so the painful things in you the painful relationships, the things that hurt you are the things that you have to dig down in your soul. Mm. Like when you had your moment where you were, your car broke down and mm. Kim, you're going to talk about your moment that mm. you went through. You can't overcome struggle and be a weak person. <laughs> like there's no, there's no way. And so I think for me, man, just having that moment of what got me through was me recognizing that I need to have my own faith. And again, my path was on a spiritual path and connecting with God. But it was also me recognizing that every single uh, adversity that I had was an opportunity to pull out some gold, some Mm. some tool in me that I didn't know. And now looking hindsight, but I was like, what? I got out in, in 2016. So we're talking 16 years ago. All the tools that were being cultivated then that I didn't know are all tools that I'm using now to coach Fortune 500, coaching mm. Fortune 100 <laughs> companies Ooh. and CEOs and yep. athletes and, and running my practice. So that's what really helped me kind of navigate through that. You know what's crazy, man? Like, I was kind of thinking about that earlier, too. So what's a trip is that, you know, we all have these conversations with people, right? Mm-hmm. And the part that always blows my mind is that people are so eager for, like, the outcome, right? The success. I want to fly through this and get to where I'm supposed to be. Why do I have to go through this right now? And I use my own story and I always tell people like, man, you have to sit in that moment. Like you have to experience what you're going through, right? Mm -hmm. So I always use the analogy of like a building, right? So let's think of like a hundred story building, right? So you're on level number one. You want to take the elevator up to level 100, right? But in order to get to 100, you need to go past every single level to get there, right? And not just that, but let's talk about the foundation and structure of this building, right? Let's not forget that floor 100 is up there because it has the foundation of every other level beneath Ooh, it. You better you feel me? Stop. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. So, I mean, let's just let's just keep it real. Like, what makes you think that you're going to have all the the beauty, yeah. right, and the amazing view that's on the hundredth floor without passing and building every single all those other ninety nine levels are there for a reason, right? So I always tell people, man, like you have to embrace every single floor because every single floor has its purpose, bro. You know what I mean? Like you don't build a building floor one, floor one hundred. There's a mm. whole lot in between that, mm. and it's there for a reason from mm. a, a foundation standpoint, right? So, I mean, it's it's crazy because. 
growth isn't comfortable, man. At all. You know, success isn't comfortable. Yep. And a lot of people have like this perception that my journey's supposed to feel good. You know, like I'm not supposed to go through anything before I get what's rightfully mine, right? And um Man, it's crazy because we were having this conversation outside. Yeah, talk about that, Man, dog, because that it, was crazy it, right it, now. This this yeah. blew my mind. Full circle Set moment. it up. Go the the struggle. Go to the okay. you No, know, no, start there and then go to the struggle. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Let me let me let me try to segue this real quick, right? Without taking up too much time. So um my brothers and I were having this group conversation a couple weeks ago, right? We're planning for today. Let's let's find a let's find a studio. Let's do this. Let's get together. We haven't seen each other in a minute, yeah. right? So we got a whole lot to talk about. But I'm like, all right, let me jump on Google and let me find something in the area, right? So I go on Google. I type in podcast studios near me, right? This is the first one that pops up. Yep, yep, yep. I'm looking at it. Boom, two miles away, five miles from here. Whoop, talking to dips. I'm free. Let's set it up. So we're driving here today. I have no idea where I'm going. I'm in Google Maps. I'm talking to JL. JL's like, hey, bro, I'm here. We know Roy's in route. I'm like, all right, cool. So all familiar area. We all grew up in this area for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. I pull up to the building, and I'm thinking, like, I've been here before, but I don't know why, mm. right? So I see Jeff in the parking lot. We're hugging it out. We're talking. How's the kids? How's the family? We're talking. And as we approach the building, there's a sign on there that says nephrologist office vascular center dialysis center first floor. And it hit me, Right? Six years ago, I was in this exact building being told by a doctor, if you don't get a kidney transplant in three years, you're not going to make it. Right? Bruh. So to go back to your story a little bit and knowing what God can do and having your own faith and not relying on yeah, others, yeah, yeah. I remember I went home that day and I told my parents, we need to find a new doctor. This dude don't know what he's talking about. Right? We challenged it. We challenged it. This dude was telling you, if you don't get a kidney transplant in three years, you're not going to be here, right? So my family and I did what we need to do. We do the whole process, switch doctors, advocated for ourselves. Fast forward, I'm transplanted, almost coming up on two years. Had labs Let's yesterday. Oh. All go, praise baby. to God. Yes, Perfect sir. lab work, right? But the, whatever you want to call it, how ironic can it be, right? Yeah. Or the symbolism of coming back to the place where a doctor told me you're not going to make it if you don't get this transplant. And a day later, after getting labs that came out absolutely perfect, back we're here. sitting at a podcast recording with my brothers about life. In the same building. In the same, the same building, building that you got your diagnosis. Thank you. And I had no idea. Come on now, man. Boy, hey, hey, wait. Ain't that God, though, like how you, and, and I mean, that's how life works, right? You come full circle. Full so let me ask you this, because you said something that was, you asked a question, because I, I, I want to I get to what you said, bro. In that moment, you're sitting, you're sitting, and I would say, like, you're sitting in the manifestation of your faith. Yeah. Like, you're now full circle back around. You're sitting here. What was that moment, like, like Dibs talked about? I had my moment when they, when I was where I was at. Mm-hmm. What was your moment and what shifted that for you mentally? Because yours was, was, mine was life and death in a sense. Yeah. But yours was physical life and death. <clears throat> like, what did you tap into you know, you know what's you crazy, man? Space. Like, this, this is the crazy part, too. If you would have asked me while I was going through it in that moment, I couldn't have told you. Mm. It took me getting out of it and looking back and realizing what it was that brought me through it. You see what I'm saying? So in that moment, bro, I look back at it now. It's crazy to have a situation in your life where you're looking at yourself in the mirror realizing you don't lost 
everything but your faith. Mm. All the momentum I had is gone. Yes, man. Right? You see what I'm talking about? Yes. Like the momentum is gone, right? Yeah. Yep. All the projects I had, maybe relationships people are hoping to build. There's nothing looking positive, right? There's nothing looking optimistic. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there and you're like, what do I have in this moment other than my faith? And it's crazy because although all very different situations, we can all relate to that because I can imagine you sitting in state prison, supermax, lockdown, riots going on. What did you have in that moment knowing you were going to get out other than your faith, right? So when I'm, when I'm physically watching myself deteriorate, right, the things I used to be able to do, I can't do anymore. The way I used to look, I don't look anymore. The way I used to feel, I don't feel anymore. You know what I mean? And I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm like, who is this person that I'm looking at? You got to find someone that can give you that answer. Because it's not in this world, if you see what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You have to get to a place where your confidence comes back, and you can remind yourself of who you are daily when no one else is doing it for you. You know what I mean? Because when I was looking at doctors tell me I'm getting better, it's not getting better, Cam. It's not getting better. You see what I'm saying? Like, you have to find somewhere, right? And the only place you will find that is within. It's it's within. You got to get to a place where you can get up every morning and say, regardless of what the world's telling me, right, right, I'm going to find a way. You know, I'm going to get up and find somehow, some way. I'm not going to die waiting for it to happen, but I'll die trying. You know what I mean? I'll die trying to find the answer. Wait, wait, wait. You said... I, wait, what did you just say that again? I, I ain't gonna die what? waiting for it to happen, but I'm right. Gonna die so, so the thing is, you happen. can you can sit around waiting for results, right? Yeah. But if you're just waiting, you might die just waiting for them to come. Yeah, yeah. But progress is in the effort, right? Uh, progress is in the do. See, see, but progress is in the action. See, but that's that's good. But what people gotta realize is, and like extrapolate on is. You, they told you to roll it up. You had a uh, someone look out for you. God made yeah. things work, but you had in the moment, you had no clue that was gonna happen. Right. They said you're gonna. You got three years to go. You got to find a kidney. This kidney list is ten years long. Yeah. It, That's a short you, list. <laughs> ten you years. You have absolutely <laughs> no idea of. If you'll possibly get it, no matter mm-hmm. how hard y'all worked, yeah. no matter how hard y'all prayed, mm-hmm. no matter what y'all did in that moment. See, see, the quotes are easy, mm-hmm. but in the moment, that's where it's really at. Yeah. In that moment, mm-hmm. what is that thing that keeps the faith when literally your fate is in the hands of something else? That's a, that's a tough question. You, you want to take a crack at it? What you think? I'm going to simplify it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to simplify it and keep it so simple. If I'm in my situation that I'm in right now, the thing that I always told myself is always too early to give up. Mm. It's always too early to give up. Look, you're going to go through hell no matter what you do in life. Mm-hmm. So you might as well get something out of it. Yeah. Like if I'm going to go through hell and I don't know if I'm going to live or not, I can choose the idea, and you know this, bro, being in the medical field. How many people, when they get the diagnosis of cancer, who accept their who accept it, mm. 
they just accept it right away because, ooh, I know where you're going. Because they're worshiping. Go ahead, bro. Finish the statement. Because they're worshiping the person that told them their diagnosis. They're worshiping some mm. faculty of, I love science. They're worshiping, what's the first thing you did when you got your diagnosis? Second opinion. Yep. Third opinion. So hold on, hold on. Okay, this so is can what we, it can is. We, okay. Can we sum this up by saying it comes down to what you're willing to accept in your life? Boy. Can right? if you if you're willing to accept it, then that means you're willing to place your fate in whatever they're giving you, right? But see, there, there's two powerful words: one's acceptance, one's rejection, right? So if you're trying to give me something and I reject that, mm -hmm. no, thank you, sir. I'm gonna go find what's meant for me and what fits in the picture of the life I want to live. Dude, right. I'm, I used to be in my cell locked down at 24 hours a day, and I'm reading Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, with a 16-year-to-life sentence, and Cass is looking at me like, dog, you're never getting out. <laughs> like, why would you be talking about investments? You can't make what you going to invest your soups? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're right. you, like, what, what, you, you, you going to invest the honey buns? Like, you going to, what you, what, what are you going to invest? Right. Your tuna? Like, right. and I remember saying this to him. I said, listen, where I am isn't who I am. Because who I am is greater than where I am. Mm -hmm. And the reality of it all is whatever outcome that you accept is the outcome that you're going to hit. Now, listen, the, pe the people who accept cancer right off the bat is the one who validate the comments that were spoken over them more than you validate your drive for your future mm. and your desire. And so whoever's voice you validate is the one you're going to listen to. And whatever voice you listen to eventually is where your mind's going to go. So the, there's a great uh, there's a great proverb that says, as a man thinketh mm. in his heart, so is, is he. he. And right. so I had to see myself as the world-renowned motivational speaker, mm -hmm. evangelist, author, entrepreneur, even when your boy was digging through trash cans trying to provide mm. for my family. And so I think it's exactly what you said. Whether you call it worship mm -hmm. or whether you call it acceptance, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you get to determine... Right. What your outcome is going to be based upon whose voice you want to listen to. And mm. when you start thinking as a man thinketh, when you think one way, you're going to do what? And this word popped into my head when you were talking, Jeff. Go ahead. Prepare. Mm. You were, pre there's something uh, spiritual about preparation. It is. There's something, it's, it's not just physical. When you prepare for something Preparation manifests the impossible. Facts. Yeah. That's real. And that's what we say, right? The downtime is the prep time. Right? My my vision was bigger than my current situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's not about letting life happen to you. It's about you going on creating the life that you see for yourself, right? So the only way you get to that ultimate outcome, that vision that you have, right? The vision that I have for myself and what I'm going to be doing a year mm -hmm. from now, three mm -hmm. years, five years from now, is bigger than this crappy situation I'm currently in, mm -hmm. right? So what do you do? Do you sit around and wait until that thing just comes knocking on your door? No, we prepare to get there. Coaching question. Go ahead, anyway. What are you prepping for? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> somebody write that up? That should be, yeah, yeah, that should be on your mirror that's, every that's, morning when you wake up. Oh, you don't know? Well, tell me what your day looks like. That's telling me what you're prepping for. Well, look at look at it like this. One of the statements I hate the like this is one of the biggest statements that I hate ever. 
people say, hope for the worst. Mm-hmm. I mean, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Right. And I tell them, whatever it is you prepare for is what you're going to get. Mm. And so if you're talking about me saying I'm hoping, the word hope isn't this word that is a flailing word. The word hope, even in the in, if we take it even scripturally, the Hebrew word for hope actually means anchor. Mm. So when you say like, oh, I hope so, what you're saying is my anchor is in that it is so. If you're like, yo, man, I'm hoping I get this job. Hope is not this fleeting like esoteric ooh, mm-hmm. spiritual yes. thing. It's like, yo, my anchor mm-hmm. is in that it is so. And so when you look at preparation, you're either preparing for failure or you're preparing for success. You're either preparing for a successful marriage or you're, pre- you're, you're, you're preparing for battle or war. And guess what? Mm-hmm. I've been on both sides of mm-hmm. it. And so it's exactly what you say. Whatever you're preparing yourself for, you're preparing your mindset to match with that. Your words are going to match with that. Your, 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 your stuff... So when you have success, you can't have forward-thinking goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't have forward-thinking or forward-movement goals with backward thinking. Like, it don't it don't work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like, you can't want to move forward in your life, but all your thinking is backwards type of thinking, saying, mm. man, something bad is going to happen or right. something worse is going to happen in my life. And I think that's the struggle with faith in the Bible right now with people is they're walking away because... They don't understand that this stuff is physical laws because they're getting a mistranslation. Like how you said hope mm-hmm. is a Hebrew. The Hebrew word is anchor. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know is Hebrew, which is what it was originally written in, is an ideographic and pictographic language, which means it has ideas and pictures. So you have an idea of a picture of what an anchor is you don't have an idea and a picture of what hope is and so Mm. it gets mistranslated but when you actually dive into an identity coach who can anchor you and and give you those those gems so now it becomes concrete oh i can i can anchor myself right the picture gets clear for you and the picture gets actually clear mm-hmm. rather than some abstract thing of like hope you know so let me let me yeah. switch it up real quick yeah. because i know both you guys right so i'm, I'm gonna take the host from the host real quick you know i'm, I'm gonna propose a question to you ahead, and you bro yeah, yeah. because i know you guys do a lot of coaching right performance wise whether it's mm-hmm. on a personal level right whether it's a marriage um physical goals right people want looking to get in shape um, business, right, on, on a broader spectrum, pointing business in the right direction to reach uh, some of their goals. So, you know, this is something that we've all experienced at some point, and I think one of the biggest hurdles and obstacles that a lot of people deal with and need to be coached through is having the ideal picture for your life mm-hmm. isn't isn't the difficult part, right? We can all imagine ourselves six-pack on the beach. I <laughs> yeah, can see yeah, myself yeah, yeah. in the Ferrari. Yeah. I can see myself in Gucci with the family. Right, oh, yeah, go right. ahead, wife. Get those. You get yeah, baby. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? We can yeah. see it. But the hard part is how do you take that vivid picture that you have, that idealistic picture, and start taking action in that direction? How do you come up with the plan for your life to where you start taking the necessary steps that are going to produce the results that will mm. ultimately get you the life that you're thinking of, right? Because... We all know without action, it's just words. It's just words. So where do you find the motivation to, to where do you find the motivation to to make your your dreams and your picture come to fruition? It it comes from identity. Being able to create your identity. And that's mm. why I'm gonna throw it to Jeff in a second, because for example, um I had a 
a huge athlete that I work with that I can't see on the pod, but he came to me and we created a new identity for him. Mm. And the problem is, is when we, when an athlete plays bad, they think, they think their identity is I'm this athlete. And so their identity, their ego gets hurt because they play so terribly, terribly, mm. or they're not clear that, about that identity. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when we can create uh, what we call a totem, mm. uh, 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 identity outside of who you are, now basketball becomes something you're doing rather than something that who you are. Right. It's right. not a big deal if you ma- miss a shot. Yeah. It's just yeah, a shot. Yeah, yeah. But you feel like it's a big deal when your identity is attached to that thing. So what we did was create an identity or a totem, uh, a, a superhero for him to become. So mine's is I want to inspire and instruct a billion people to live better lives. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm. my that's my purpose in life. So mm-hmm. my my identity that I created is motivational Billy. Mm-hmm. So you can see that. So I think people need to create purpose and then create an actual identity that they embody for when they're it's almost like acting. There's a really good book called The Actor's Secret. Of mm-hmm. everybody should read it, but they should reach out to identity coach, someone who's mastered identity and mastered the ability of separating who you are from what you do, like Jeff. And I think that's the foundation. And then from there, you can figure out what the right, lead right. measures and habits are. Yeah. Like so, so Jeff, like in your situation, right? I mean, as an inmate, right? As a as a ward of the state, this is the crazy part. Think about it. You're referred to as a number. Yeah, you're not even a human, right? You're you're whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. You're eight seven seven zero one nine four. Right, you're a number. Yeah, members a number, right? So sixteen years. That is your away. identity, bro. At at least that's what they view you as, right? Yeah. So how do you go from literally being referred to as a number? You know, they're anticipating on you spending sixteen years of life mm-hmm. here, right? Being referred to as a number. What actionable plan did you put in place, or better yet, with limited resources in a prison cell, how did you put a plan in place to where you got out, st- took in the, start taking these actions, to now fast forward 16 years, and now you're teaching CEOs of companies? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Paint, no. paint that picture for <laughs> us, bro. Nah, I, I tell the biggest thing that, that's massive in this, and, I, and I'm going to take it back historically for a second. Yeah is even when you look at the whole slave trade, when slaves came, the first thing that they stripped from a slave was their identity. Mm -hmm. And then once they stripped the identity, they then gave them a label. Mm. And what we don't understand in life is that subconsciously or consciously, you will live up to whatever label you accept. Look at the camera say that one more time, bro. That was crazy. So in life, how it works is you will subconsciously Mm. or consciously try to live up to whatever label that you accept for your life. Yeah. And so I call this the label layer. It's it's learning and identity and coaching. I am I'm specifically a transformational identity coach. And Mm. so my whole goal is to teach identity, identity alignment. Mm -hmm. And so when you talked about that in that space, the number one thing that we have to protect and one of the ways that the world and a system or anybody tries to manipulate you is to try to place a label on you. Because Mm. if I can place a label on you and I say it enough, you'll start to accept that as your truth. 
And so then you'll live up to the label rather than the potential that was placed in you when you were created. And mm -hmm. so for me, I had to intentionally mm -hmm. st stand in a place where I did not allow anybody. Because remember, the label was my, my number. Yeah. They told me I was an inmate. Mm. They told me that I would never get out. I remember when I got out and they opened the, the door, the first thing they said to me, hey, we'll see you. We'll, we'll, we'll see you in three months. See you they soon. We'll see, see you soon. soon. They say yeah. to everyone, right? And so, but I think that that's one of the ways that the world tries to break you down. And so at the end of the day is the reason why you need to know your identity is because when you know who you are, people don't get to define it for you. Mm. You feel me? Like, yeah. So it's, it's, it's not what people call you. It's what you answer to. Right. It's what you answer to. Yeah. Cause people don't call you a lot of things, it's but you, you have the choice to what name and what title you're gonna accept an answer to. And then you'll do your, and then the way that our body works, bro, is that you'll actually exert all of your energy to live up to that label. Mm. And so if you don't define what success is to you, you'll put all of your energy and your effort into a label and that label will take you to a destination that is the furthest thing from where you wanna Ooh. be. And so it's just, it's just constantly, man, I think it's just constantly reevaluating yourself and notice, man, that we never, you don't ever master identity because you're always shifting. We're always evolving. So who I was and who you were last week. Yeah, it's, isn't it's a constant process. 100%, bro. But you have to be aware. That's my thoughts. Mm. We're always a beta version of our true selves chasing that, that next level, you know, and, and you do that through software updates, constantly right. reading, right. constantly right. using language, constantly getting better. What we do basically is we've made wealth off of information arbitrage. We started reading books, mm -hmm. eating books years ago, mm -hmm. and now we're all three of us are houses of hundreds of books that we can draw upon, but we started from identity, and that's why the books I read may not mm -hmm. be the books you read, right. but we've read some that are all yeah. the same. But it's also and crazy to think so too connected. that the, the touch that all three of us written books. Right. Yeah. I just noticed well, that right now. Us, man, that's crazy. All three so, of us have written a book, if several books, right? Okay, but let me ask you this, man. Yeah. So, so Cam, we always call you Killer Cam, but yeah, you know. And he not no, because original. he murdered. Yeah, 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 not yeah, because yeah. he murdered, <laughs> but it was just like yeah. it was the, you know, that was dipset back dipset. then. Yeah. Dipset. Um, but here's my question, bro, because you said something that was kind of critical and you said something is where you are in life. There's somebody who probably is like, yo, look, I don't I don't have all the mm -hmm. I don't have all the accolades. You guys sound really smart. You guys probably got all these degrees and, and alphabets behind your name. But bro, you're literally running like a massive organization that is literally life and death. Mm -hmm. You're talking terrorist threats. You're talking right. all of these things. You had to surely have had tactical experience to be able to step into this role. Right. And you must have gone to all of this school to be able to do it. So my question is, if, if somebody's if somebody's tuning in right now and they're like, yo, I, I hear all of that, and it sounds like you guys are good, you guys are probably well-educated, I, mm -hmm. I get you have your struggles, but what would you say to somebody who feels like they have a dream or they want a, a purpose or a goal and they may not feel qualified. Do you always feel qualified to step into these roles? That's 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 a crazy. Thanks for that question. That's great because sometimes it makes me reflect on a lot of stuff, right? So, I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about this the other night because I came home from work extremely frustrated because I gave a presentation on a global concern 
right? That was very relevant. And what's always interesting to me is that when I go up to give these presentations, I'm not the person in the room they thought was going to give the presentation. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 They're yeah. looking like, this dude, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is that most of the professionals that I work with in my industry, 55, 60, 65, 70-year-old, majority Caucasian men, right? Mm-hmm. Former military, high-ranking. Um, and after I gave this presentation, one of the guys said, I have a question for the kid. Oh, no, the bro. Kid, he tried to sign you. He tried to sign me, bro. <laughs> no. They don't know. We're 70. We, we're not <laughs> early 30s, but we're 70. <laughs> we got to, an experience. Wait, what'd you do? <laughs> so in my mind, yeah. this 70-year-old white man just called me boy. Right, 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 right. I had to, I had to compose myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think I said something to the effect like, "Sir, I'm not sure if you heard me the first time, but it's also on the screen. It's uh, Cameron, Cameron Prasad, and this is my title." He was like, "Oh, okay, I, I apologize." Right. So again, my it's not what they God. call you; it's what you answer to. Yes, sir. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Come so, on, bro. to answer the question though is, many of us um, don't come from the resources that are afforded to a lot of other people. You know what I mean? Um, our parents didn't have the PhDs. Our parents didn't have the master's degrees, right? We've all written books. None of our parents wrote a book, right? Um, I'm in an industry that uh, no one in my family has ever done. But to me, it's it's progress, man. And you have to find a way to make progress right slow progress is better than no progress mm-hmm. and if there's a will there's a way right and you have to see something bigger than your current situation yeah now many of us who are who do what we do we didn't have the opportunity to go to usc or go get master's degree right on right right yes, right sir. but we didn't yeah. have those yeah. opportunities so go, the thing is this man find find resources you yeah, got to be resourceful man right when you yeah. want to start a business you don't have a quarter million dollars in capital Right, you don't get to go out and cop an office building and, and hire ten people your first day in business, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Come right. up with a plan. It's like, what can I do with what I have? And whether it's business, whether it's your relationship, if you can answer that question, what can I do with what I have, mm. and maximize that, success is inevitable. But what did you do in those moments, like did, when you don't feel qualified? Like if you don't feel qualified for the, you know, there's a. There's got to be something. Did you have moments where you didn't feel qualified? Not other people didn't think, but you yourself. Like, what did you what did you do in those moments? Or did you have those? And you probably well, yeah. You guys can answer this. Yeah, like, we we're not built like that. We're not built like that. We. But why though? What got us to that point? We're the three most confident dudes I ever met in my life. <laughs> I'm mean, not even gonna hold you. We are. <laughs> Ain't nobody yeah. gonna tell me. I, I'm a co-sign that. I agree. <laughs> but but I think it's. I think we just see the bigger picture, man. And that's important, bro. Like, the only way you ever get to your final destination, to, to where you want to be, mm-hmm. is because you have, like, you envision being there first, right? Yeah. Mm. So it's like, if we're planning a vacation, we're going to go to Paris. Mm-hmm. I can see myself by the Eiffel Tower. Right. I see the outfit I'm about to have right. on. I know what jewelry I'm about to wear with Eating the fit. Come on, man. I'm sipping on some type of <laughs> coffee dollars yeah. bottle of wine. <laughs> yes, like, sir. You know? But the thing is, again, it's the vision. Yeah. Right? So it's like, I always tell people this. There's so many resources out there. If you want to get a degree and you say, I don't have money, I don't have time, I have kids, 
there's online programs. There's stuff you can do online. If you don't have a degree, it's because you don't want a degree, straight up. Okay, so let me ask you this. Or, or Dips, you, I remember you telling your story, and it's all, I mean, it's all over your podcast of the moment where, and I remember you did a video of this dog. It just, I mean, to this day, it's so vivid when your car broke down on the freeway. That little rusty Honda he had? Bro, like, yeah. <laughs> you did a tetanus shot to open the door, bro. I kid you not, because. It was rusted out, dog. When we say rusted out, <laughs> I remember the first time I got in the car, I saw the street, bro. <laughs> No, his car had no floorboards, bro. bro I, I wasn't in there. Remember Cam's favorite word when he saw some no damage, <laughs> bro. You know the remember the the Flintstone joint with the feet, <laughs> bro. That hey, was bro. Roy's car. Bro, that was my dog. I was riding though. No, you was riding. I'm like, we gonna be fresh, bro, regardless, bro. We in there. Don't worry hey, about so, it. But let me ask you this, dude, because I mean, you, I'm, I mean. Well, let me put it this way. I remember growing up with you, man, having a having a ranger, bro, and, mm. and, <laughs> and being blessed. And, I mean, we even go talk about the moment it was yeah. flipped. You know what I'm saying? But right, yeah, but yeah, but, right. but moving forward, but you let me ask you this, because in that moment when your car broke down, you had an option. Yeah. You were on the side of the road. Um, in that moment, what stopped you from settling? Because most people would have cried about it. Mm -hmm. Most people would have whined about it. Most people when, when search, cer certain circumstances aren't favorable, I think that was one of the things that we all had. What builds resilience dips in that in that situation that have you not accept or settle for what's in front of you, but to drive and push forward to what's next? Because you didn't have anything in front of you that mm. was like, oh, you, I got this to look forward to. Right, you yeah. couldn't even see the next exit. Right. Yeah. So what inspired you to get that car and start pushing that thing? Responsibility, bro. Mm. Mm. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can do a whole separate show on that. Yeah, like, like, you got to let that marinate for a minute. Say yeah. that again. Responsibility, bro. Mm. We love sports because it's high-level problem-solving with speed. Mm -hmm. We love fighting because it's high-level problem-solving with speed and dire uh, consequences mm -hmm. if you don't. Pro uh, mm. Solve those problems as fast as <laughs> quick. Right? You gotta figure that, that out real fast. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, parents, um, everybody used to think my dad was an asshole because if I would be like, Dad, how do I tie my shoe? Figure it out. Mm. When I would sit down to, when we sit to get food, I would be a young kid and they would go ask my dad, you know, what is, what is he having? He would look at me, speak up. Mm. And he instilled that responsibility in me and he instilled this confidence in me. I just feel like I could figure it out. Even to the point where sometimes I go in unprepared because I'd be like, I could figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. And so mm -hmm. I got to credit that to my dad. So mm -hmm. when the struggle actually did come, the foundation was I'm going to take responsibility because I could figure it out. Mm. And so I literally said that, all right, figure it out. I put my head up because I was had my head down crying. I picked my head up. Ain't nothing to do but push this car. I started yeah. pushing, and I pushed the car, you know, two miles by myself. And um, I didn't know how I was gonna tow the car home. But in you know, and uh, the highway patrol has um, like these tow trucks that tow you off the road to keep mm -hmm. the freeway open. And it's something about the universe, God, when you're ready. Things just fall into place, mm -hmm. and the guy was like, "Yo, I'll take I'll take your car home. You ain't gotta pay me nothing. I'll take my lunch break to t take mm -hmm. your car home." Mm -hmm. And um, but in that moment, it was responsibility. 
I'm gonna figure this out. And then I went home and I literally Googled how to be a successful. Ooh. Like literally Is that really <laughs> what you did? Bro, I literally Googled it. I didn't even know that. And Jim Rohn came up. Hey. Mm-hmm. And I watched everything on Jim Rohn. And in that time, that's when I started reading Stephen Covey. Mm-hmm. And somehow he just started reading at the same yep. time too. I remember that. And then yep. here comes Justin Sapp. Here comes Like Minded. Here comes all these. Hey, shout things. out to, to Jay Sapp, yeah. man. Shout out to Sapp, man. Like you do. Here comes all these things that were in alignment with align me yeah. with what I'm gonna do in the future. Mm-hmm. The speaking, mm-hmm. the book writing, mm-hmm. those days at the. Remember talking about preparation. What about every day we used to go to the brew? And sit there for eight hours, nine hours. Masterminding. Mm-hmm. Masterminding. Mm-hmm. Working. Look up. Talk. Get working, back to it. Every day Dang. for hours. That's wild. That's wild. And that was what, like a decade ago? 12 years ago? 13 yeah, years ago? ago. I, I remember this. Like, in, in for the sake of time, obviously for, the, for, for our podcast, man, yeah. I want to make sure that we honor. Um, but... Dog, I remember us being 15 years old when MySpace was popping. <laughs> Motivated Nation, bro. <laughs> hey, we, this is right before we met you, bro. We gotta talk about how we met, bro. That, hey, but I remember, <laughs> but I remember, dude. Like you and I were like, yo, let's start a MySpace page. What we gonna call it, bro? It was Motivated Nation, right? Yeah. We yeah. literally, I don't know what we. I was was Google around back then. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know, bro. We we literally looked up like 100 motivational quotes, yeah. and we just typed them. Like, I'll never forget the Gandhi quote, be the change you wish to see yes. in the world. <laughs> like, oh, and we milked the mess out of that. We like, did. And people were hitting you, hitting us up like, you guys are so inspirational. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People think it's like a 40-year-old dude behind the computer. We're, we're 15, bro. Like, yup. Yup. But all we knew is that we wanted to change lives. Like, All we know is we want something bigger than our current situation. That's all we knew. Dude, I feel like sometimes that's all you need, like, no matter where you are, just the simple fact that you know that there's more in life, you can have as much or as little as life mm. as you want. It's up to you. It's, it's a buffet, right? Like, you can go into it. Well, it ain't going to buffets now. Right, <laughs> but, right. But but if in Vegas, like, everybody has access to the buffet. Yeah. But if you only got if you got this plate and you only grab in one, one crab leg mm-hmm. and you go sit down, you can't cry mm. because you don't have anything else. When you have the opportunity. Come on, man. You feel me? And I feel Come like on, life, if, if I'm going if I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna recognize that life is a buffet. That's it. And you can have as much of it or as little as you want, and it all determines by what you want to grab. Come on. So let's for the sake of time, we gotta wrap this up, right? So I was gonna touch on YP. Oh, we, that's a whole other show, man. We gotta come back to that one. <laughs> yeah. But let's let's do this real quick. So folks are at home, they're gonna see this. Mm-hmm. They're saying, I hear what you guys are saying. Um, sounds good in theory. I'm at a place where I feel stuck. Let's go around the table. Give them a 30-second game plan. What do they need to do to get out their current situation? They're looking for some light in the tunnel. I'm praying. I'm not seeing change, Jeff. I hear you. I'm reading my scripture. I don't see nothing moving around me. What can you tell me to give me just a little bit of hope, man? What can I do tomorrow morning just to to feel like something's going to happen for me? First thing I would tell them is define what success is for you. Because most of us, yeah, well, most of us are stuck and we're not passionate because we're choosing something that we don't desire to really have, but it's something that everybody around us tells us we should pursue. And so if you're feeling stuck, first thing I would say is sit and reevaluate what success is for you. Mm. Because success for me isn't helping athletes 
um, physically get to where they want to be. Success to me isn't necessarily coming up with all of these these plans and these 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 uh, things to help with with security on these measures mm. and the things that you thrive in. For me, success is helping people design a life that is loud, large, and loved. Mm-hmm. And I do that by helping them get rid of limiting conversations and people pleasing. <laughs> and so for me, I had to define what success was because everybody else was telling me what success was. And so if you're feeling stuck, I would say define what success is outside of people pleasing. It's not what your mom and dad say you should do. It's not what society says. It's Mm -hmm. not what is making money right now. At the end of the day, I always ask this question. If you stand before God Mm -hmm. and you have to give an answer or whoever your creator is or whatever that power is, Mm -hmm. you got to stand before them and give an excuse for what you did on your life. What would you want them to say to you? Mm. I said, if I stood before God, Aside from, well done, thou good and faithful servant, I would want him to say to me, thank you for showing my children who they are. And so yes, everything sir. around my life is going to be geared towards that. So so first to find what success is for you. And once you define that, it's going to immediately reroute and look at your actions to mm-hmm. see if it's moving you towards what your Come version of success is. So I'm going to... I'm gonna say my piece, and I feel like we hijacked your show, dog. My nah, bad. Nah, nah, yeah, nah. We're gonna, we gonna slide it back this to let you. This is a show. We're gonna we let you close this out, bro. The trunk. But um, if anything, man, I I would just say that uh, stop thinking that it's supposed to be comfortable. Mm. Stop thinking that you can hang on to everything that's keeping you comfortable right now yep. and expect change to come, because it's not gonna happen, right? So most of the time, at least in my experience, the majority of the time, it requires you to be uncomfortable. Yeah. For an undetermined amount of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Facts. I woke up every single morning when I got dialysis. Pray to God, when is this kidney coming? It took six years. Mm. Six years of, of watching myself physically deteriorate, with not being able to work, with, with not having relationships, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I would say stop thinking it's supposed to be comfortable because it's not going to be comfortable. And be willing to let go of what's keeping you comfortable now to receive something greater. It might require losing some friends. It might require you to stop participating in certain habits, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you like to drink. Maybe you like to smoke a little something. But it's creating you. Um, it's a, it's it's keeping you from getting where you need to be. Yeah. So that's what I will say. Be prepared to be uncomfortable. When you train in uncomfortable for uncomfortable situations, uh, you'd be surprised what you're prepared for. Yo, that's gold, bro. Yo, the the okay. moment you want a stress-free, courage-free, comfortable life, that's when you're letting God know to take his parts back. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I'm fortunate to work in the medical field where I get to see a lot of people at the end of their life. Mm-hmm. And 90% of them, when I ask them questions, that always always is regret there and they've always said 90 years old 100 years old 80 years old follow your dreams do not stop please please follow your dreams i know you're young you know what do you dream you know and i was still figuring it out at that time i just know i want to help people but i didn't know i haven't hadn't conceived that i was going to do it at this level but they all said the same thing follow your dreams trust me Mm -hmm. and so I just hope that I just hope that we anchored something now. in for people who watch. Bring this it back full circle. Um, yeah. Well, you want to say something, Jeff, real quick? Oh no, man, I'm I'm good, bro. I'm just reminiscing. Yeah, this I'm good, man. Good, man. I, I appreciate. I love that, y'all, man. We mm-hmm. we grew up having these conversations every other day, right? Obviously, our our challenges and our obstacles have changed over the years, 
But um, I just want to say, if y'all don't have a good a circle like this, man, go get you some new friends, man. Go get you, get you a circle, man. You know what, Dips? I'll say this, man, real quick. Hey, we real calm today, y'all. Like normally, like me and Dips is like, like we like, and we probably gonna have them conversations. Yeah, they're not always like this. Sometimes it's like, hey, JL, you're lazy, dog. I don't care what you say, bro. Yeah, what you talking about? Well, that's why I'm on the best fitness journey of my life because Dips challenged your boy, like, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been real. Appreciate you, Dips. Amen. They all love y'all, man. Thank y'all for tuning in to this Pop the Trunk production. <laughs> I'm going to throw it up on the Entrepreneur Underdog, but we're going to start a show where we get together all the time. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it for you. Till next time. Peace. God bless. <laughs>